Hello everybody, it's WDW Happy Hour here. I am Catherine and I am here with my fellow pod podcast 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 members, Matt. Hello. Scott. Hello. And Rob. Greetings. Um, we have a fun podcast today. We're going to talk about flower and garden. We have a lot of news, a lot of stuff going on. Um, so Happy daylight savings time. Oh, geez. What a horrible day. The worst day. One I of the love worst. this day. You do? Oh, I love having the evenings later. You know, that is a nice silver lining, Scott. You know, today's the day with the most car accidents. Yeah, don't drive today. Yeah, just don't drive. Why? Because people are disoriented. And tired. And time change. And tired. I'll put in my plug for permanent daylight savings time. Yes, so will Matt. I will. I will, for, I will die on that hill. Full, full disclosure, I, I was basically spiraling before this podcast, and I like was like, I'm having an anxiety attack. I was like, you're just tired. You're just <laughs> tired. It's daylight savings time. And I'm like, no, I'm just... Yeah, I'm, I'm just, dying. Just tired. No, I'm pretty sure I'm dying. It's, it's this is this is critical. But no, I think I'm tired. So, so yeah. Well, but all good. Still with us. All good. All good. Good. I'm glad. Well, we always start our podcast off with a segment we call "Topping It Off." Oh wow, Scott, look at you. Look at the initiative. And uh, since it's Catherine today, we won't make her introduce herself. Thanks, Scott. I appreciate it. Um, so this week's Topping It Off is going to be, you know, like, I feel like there are drinks that we've, like, all had. And, and that we, like, that are almost a given. Like an unspoken good drink. And I went back in our, in our catalog to see if we've ever talked about this one. And we've talked about it, certainly. But we've never done it as a Topping It Off. And I thought... It deserved its its moment in the sun. Wow. And now you can get it at a lot of places, but I'm going to go somewhere where I got it the last time I was there, which is, let's go slurping. <laughs> Typhoon Lagoon. And that is the Pina Colava, baby. Uh, it is so good. <laughs> I had one, too. It it's is delightful. It That's is as pervasive as the Magic Star right, cocktail. Right, it is. Yeah. You can really pretty much get it anywhere. And it is just... So delicious. It's so Florida. So wait a second. It's it, We've never done but it. But it's not a, like, because there's a Miami Vice, which is a, it, it's for, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm no, go describing on, go this. On. It is a frozen concoction that you get from one of those machines that look like soft serve machines that, you know, but they have drinks in them. Yes. And, and there is a pina colada. There is a strawberry daiquiri. If you mix the two together, that is a... Colloquially referred to as a Miami Vice. Correct. But then this is the Pina Calava. I feel like it's, it must be a Disney, like... Don't they use raspberry puree? They do. So it's not strawberry. Correct. And I was going to say, it's not It's not half and half. They don't take from both and like mix it like a Slurpee, right. even though it's Let's Go Slurpin. Um, <laughs> so it's just a Pina Colada with raspberry puree? Right. Because mm -hmm. the raspberry puree is not super prevalent. Which I like. I like the pina colada part to be forward. Um, this I is like a, most... I, Do you prefer this or a Miami Vice? Or would you rather have a oh, pina colada gosh. or a strawberry daiquiri? It has been so long. Well, I would not ever choose a strawberry daiquiri. Pina colada over strawberry daiquiri. However, it has been such a long time since I've had a Miami Vice. I think it was probably the cruise we went on like... <laughs> 10, 11 years ago. I'm pretty sure my body ran on Miami Vice's yes, that they cruise. Yes, de they definitely did. Um, so, 
Yeah, I mean, I don't, I, I, I like this, and also this is where I vacation the most, and this is what Disney has, so I'm just used to yeah. it, and it's so good. I remember getting these at Pop Century by the pool. Oh yeah. Or, or, Petals, petals, flowers, petals, flowers, flowers, petals, petals, petals. I've gotten them at the pool bar at Coronado. They're really good. Like, it just hits so well. It's such a nice, like, I'm in Florida. I'm on vacation. Like, it's like a pause button <laughs> to, to really enjoy it. It it tells your brain you're on vacation. Yes, certainly does. It's a vacation drink. Mm-hmm. Um, I do the shape pina colada. Do I don't, you? I don't like you don't, that. You don't I want don't like the, the lava? No. Nope. No lava for you. <laughs> no. I, the pina colada is excellent. Yeah. Um, Scott, where do you stand on the pina colada strawberry daiquiri spectrum? <laughs> Give me a fuzzy navel over both of them. Wow. But wait a second. That's not really... Is that <laughs> yeah. even really It's frozen, comparable? right? Yeah. It's a frozen peach flavored... Oh, okay. I don't know. Orange flavored. I, oh, okay. Navel orange. <laughs> I guess it's orange okay. flavored. But, uh, I would probably take the uh, the pina colada, though, of those three options. Got it. It was two. Uh, I thought it was Oh, yeah, or the pina colada. Yeah. I thought you were adding yours. No. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's good. That's yeah, a good it's, one. It's so good. Um, yeah. It was lovely. And we... And we're not doing, like, a trip review, but I will say Matt and I opted to upgrade our annual passes to include the water park and more option. And so last weekend we were there, and we really uh, we, we really took advantage of the water park and more. <laughs> we did a day at Typhoon Lagoon. We did, like, two hours there. Which and is, like, the I, perfect amount of time. I will tell you, guys, go to the water parks. They are so much fun. They are so relaxing. You don't need to make a reservation. The, you don't have to take a tram to the front. It's right there. It's like you're dipped right in. Not a lot of walking. Find a nice chair. Lay out in the sun. Grab a drink. Get on the lazy river. <laughs> get on a few attractions. It was so much fun. Get wrecked in the wave pool and yeah. skin your knee on like <laughs> no, the stucco steered, that's on the bottom of it. We steered clear of the wave pool, but we <laughs> did do Misadventure Falls, which I think we've talked about before, which is one of, I think their newest ride at Typhoon mm -hmm. Lagoon. It's so good. It's got like animatronics in it. It's very fun, very themed. And then we did the Crush and Gusher, which is the water, water roller coaster where you are like moved up. And there are... And both of these are the the Misadventure Falls is on like a large circular floaty raft. Yeah. And then the Misadventure Falls, you're the crush, crushing gusher. You're either on a double, or a, a double single. or a single. And there's three or four different like shoots shoots that you can do. Yeah, it's it's so much fun, and it's not crowded at all for their newest attraction, which is Misadventure Falls. We literally walked on. There was not a you did not wait. And it was good weather. Oh my gosh, it was, it was perfect. It was maybe like eighty degrees. Water was like seventy-one, oh seventy-two. So the the way the we did the lazy river. We did one full circle around the park, and we were like, oh, "Should we do it again?" It was just so. It was it was just lovely. And then, really, pro tip: if you're gonna go to Typhoon Lagoon, Disney Springs is right there. Don't get a hot dog at Typhoon Lagoon. Just <laughs> zip out and go to Disney Springs because mm -hmm. you can go. Right into the orange garage, you really don't even need to get on Buena Vista Drive. Yep. And then we had lunch at the boathouse, which was lovely. Sat out in the water, didn't need a reservation. And then I walked out. I I first there there was a huge line. It was a Saturday, right? A Sunday. Sunday. And um, 
huge line at the host stand and I just kind of like looked around and Catherine got in line and I like asked the bartender, I was like, is it still just seat yourself in the area outside? And he goes, yeah. So I like kind of walked my way out there and I went to that outdoor bar. They had the like the rest of the dock closed off. Yeah, but it was they just, just like the bar and that like maybe four tables down That like bottom. small like barge that they have under the bar area. Um, it's that floating little area. It's, it's like it's, a dock. It moves. Yeah. Um, it's floating. But mm -hmm. um, they were like, there, I'm sorry, there's no tables at all. And Catherine, you turned around. I'm like, uh-uh. I'm like, I'm, I'm doing the hover trick. And as I stood there, like two tables started to get up. And I was like, and we were able to get a table. And that is a, I feel like we would have, I didn't go to the front of the host stand to ask what the weight was. But I had to imagine that that I, you were looking at a forty-five minute hour I think, wait. I think the issue with that is that Bowhouse does brunch and it was Sunday morning, mm. and like it was probably oh, a bunch of people. Oh yeah, that were like, let's go to brunch at Homecoming Boathouse, STK, or Wine Bar George. Those are basically like the four <laughs> places or Palafish. They had dueling piano too, which I have no idea where in the restaurant it was because we were seated outside, but they were piping the music through the speakers out there, and I was like, where? is this because it wasn't <laughs> visible from like that main area where you enter like that huge open bar and it wasn't visible from where we were sitting outside so it had to be like further tucked back in that like and what did they do keyboards you, or something yeah it was it, just both yeah because it couldn't be right a full like, grand no, piano yeah, oh no <laughs> they had them on barges yeah the barges. <laughs> they're floating yeah, out barges it's like the oh harmonious bard. But no, they were good. And I was laughing with Kat the whole time because I was like, I was, was playing this, I was playing this. this game in my head of, of how soon until they play a Billy Joel song. <laughs> I swear they played for, how long were we sitting there? That they were an playing? hour. Over an hour. They played, they played zero Billy Joel uh, songs. They played like three Elton John songs, and I was like, this they is. They played a, a Hamilton song. That was really oh, yeah. I sent the video to Scott. Scott <laughs> was like, are they doing karaoke at the boathouse? I was like, oh no, that's, that's a guy. That's a guy. And I didn't realize there were two of them because their voices were very similar. And then they were like, we're dueling pianos. And we're like, huh, about that. Yeah, I, I could not distinguish between the voices either. But yeah, very good. No Billy Joel. So if you're into a non Billy Joel uh, dueling piano bar, I want it. You want all, Joel? All, all 80s all Joel. Joel? I want all the Joel. <laughs> Um, I did too. I was left. I, that was my only uh, complaint about our lunch. Otherwise, mm -hmm. excellent. Yeah. Um, and then so we were like, okay, we'll be tired after lunch, you know, whatever. The sun, it was hot. And we were like, no, we're going to keep going. We're keeping on. And we did um, winter Summerland golf. We did the winter side. Yeah. Have right? you guys ever done that? Yes. Um, no. I think uh, I have. It's um, just the Fantasia one. The Fantasia, Fantasia Gardens. Gardens. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, so the water park and more option gets you uh, free golf before four p.m. and and free entrance. Well, not free; you're paying for it, but and <laughs> included uh, entrance to the water parks. So we had gone here years and years ago, and we did the summer course, and then so we opted to do the winter course. Now Catherine kicked my butt. Um, <laughs> actually, it ended up being closer than I thought. Like I thought you like blew me out of the water, but I think you beat me by like three or four strokes. But I thought like you were up by like ten at scoreboard, one point. Scoreboard, scoreboard. Yeah, no, I, it was it was a, a decimation. Is that crowded? No, no, no it was lovely. Um, there was we. I think more people were playing the summer course. Mm. I think the summer course is more fun. I like the soundtrack on the summer course. They do like Beach Boys Christmas music, which I really like. 
and the winter was like more strictly Christmas carols. But it was fun to be like, okay, it's 84 degrees out. I'm getting burnt to a crisp and I'm listening to Christmas carols. Yeah. The winter fun. course is like basically, it's it's all essentially Christmas themed. And then the summer course is, if I remember correctly, it's like Santa went on summer vacation. Yes. So it's like, it it's like a... You know, one of the holes has, like, Santa, and he's in, like, a hula skirt or I, something. I was um, really surprised and impressed that it seems like they keep those up really well. Mm-hmm. Like, there was, like, one that does a trick when you put your ball through it. It's, like, an igloo cooler, and if your ball goes under it, the top pops off, and it's, like, Mickey gingerbread cookies and candy canes and stuff. And, like, I'm, like, I feel like that would have broken in 1997 and never been fixed again. <laughs> and, like, and the last putt, mm-hmm. you, when they take your ball, you just hit it. It's, like, a straightaway, and it's, like, an old computer. And it looks like AOL, like, Windows 95. <laughs> and it's Santa, and he comes on the computer, and it's, like, <laughs> Yeah, and it's like, thanks for playing. And I'm, like, I can't believe that still works also. Yeah. I've been to my share of janky not kept up uh, miniature golf courses. And sometimes there's an allure to that. They're like, I'm like, oh, that used to pop up. But I'm like, no, 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 you gotta just like push it through because yeah. like it gets stuck, <laughs> it gets stuck in the windmill or whatever. But yeah, I agree. I mean, it's definitely dated, like well, the theming, they, but it's it was well kept. They also up. had maintenance workers there, like sweeping up the leaves from the you know the the greens and stuff. So it. Uh, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it very much. It's not, it's, it's the nicer uh, of the two is definitely Fantasia Gardens. Oh, I and love then Fantasia Fairways Gardens. is an entirely different thing entirely. We will do that. Entirely. We will That's do like an actual grass course, right? Yeah, it's, it's yeah. 18 holes of, uh, it's 18 greens. So bad like, at that. basically, like PGA level greens. Which they is, love when you chip and, and get divots out of the. Yeah, oh my God. I do not clean my divots, I do not fill them. <laughs> Anyway, that was a long topping it off, but um, go to Typhoon Lagoon, because honestly, it was so much fun. It wasn't crowded. It was good time. I've been to Typhoon Lagoon. I've never been to Blizzard Beach. Oh, that's a good one, too. That's I mean, got really, Summit Plummet. All you need to do is just give me a lazy river, and I'm happy. I love a lazy river. Just laying with the sun in the water, that is like my favorite thing ever. Yeah. That's, no lazy river at Blizzard Beach. Yes, that's where yes, there is. They both have lazy rivers? Yeah, dog. Oh, I thought there was joking? only. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm thinking that only Typhoon Lagoon is the wave pool, but they both have. I've, it's been a long time since I've been to Blizzard Beach, but they do have a lazy river. <laughs> okay, sure. I'm, I'm, that I'm is mistaken. A, I'm sorry. That is a keystone of a water park. But <laughs> yeah, anyway. I agree. All right, so let's kick it to Rob. We've got a lot of news, got a lot of stuff to talk about. So, Rob, what do we, what do we have? All right, so Disney made some changes to uh, Genie Plus with the selections. So they moved. Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, Frozen Ever After, and Space Mountain to be included with the normal $15 service, and it's no longer the individual Lightning Lane selections, the extra fee. No word on Everest yet. I'm assuming Everest will go to that as well, but it's currently under refurbishment, so there's no word on that. So the only thing remaining for the separate pay thing is, is Ratatouille, Seven Doors, Mine Train, Rise of the Resistance and Flight of Passage. What do you think this means? Um, this means contrary to everything they said of how they are blown away by <laughs> how much it's sold, they're not selling enough Genie Pluses and people are complaining that there's not enough selections. And those 
attractions were probably least paid for compared to the other ones. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so, um, that's what I think it means. How, well, I mean, eventually you're going to have Tron, you're going to have, um, Guardians. Guardians. But I mean, those are still a ways away. Well, yeah. no, Guardians, Guardians is Memorial Day. Oh my God, is it that soon? Yeah. Wow. It's ready. Yeah, it's right. They're they're filming inside now. Like they were showing the loading area. Yeah, that's wild. I forgot that it was that close. I and it was just announced like within the last. Well, the guy screwed up. It, they didn't do an official announcement. It's some executive or something <laughs> screwed up and posted it to Twitter or Instagram or oh, something. Oh jeez. Yeah. And am I misremembering, which I want to do? <laughs> um, did, did they break ground on Tron? Before have they been doing? Have they been developing Tron before uh, the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy ride? It oh, feels like I it. don't think so. You think Guardians has been in yeah, official Ellen's, development? Ellen, that if you if you say it began with the the closure the closure of Ellen's, that's been down. Well, that four ish years wasn't now? that announced the same time that movie ride went down? Yeah, because it was that D twenty three that we and it was like that day. Ellen and Movie Ride closed Correct. on the same day. It was in right? August of, of fifteen or no, seventeen. Seventeen. Yeah. You know what? I guess I'm. I'm. Uh, there was a long period of time between Ellen's closure and before they announced what would be going in there, and presumably they were. Wasn't there? Wasn't there like at I least don't like remember. I thought there I don't was. Either. I thought there was like a year in between, and there was a bunch of speculation where it was like. I thought it was a while too, but I could be wrong. I don't and again, this might. I mean, it's been so long, but I think that maybe. If that is how it played, how does I'm remembering it? And there was like at least a year between when it closed, then they could have been doing development behind the scenes before it was officially announced. Right. It for some reason it feels like Tron has been there that like has been in and construction forever. <laughs> I'm gonna tease a future podcast that Scott thought of the topic for that is such a fun idea <laughs> that is kind of related to that. So if we're going to talk more about that in a future podcast, and it's going to be really fun. I'm so, excited. Yeah. I, I, I did not share I'm with either of that. I'm always thinking for you guys. Um, yeah, but it's, it's, a good, it's a good topic. I am doing the opposite. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Just along for the but ride. Never thinking for you guys. Back to this. They, Disney, for whatever reason, put dates on this. So they're saying from February Oh, 20th, limited time, right? To, but it goes all the way to August 7th. For some random, oh, August 7th. Oh, some August random reason, um, yeah, I don't know why they they did that, but interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. We we had friends who were down there like last week, the week before, who got Genie Plus. And I mean, you guys are probably sick of hearing us rail on it, but <laughs> my God, it's yeah, horrible. It's, t it's I mean, they. They had a, a glitch where their whole party wasn't sh popping up together. So by the time that was fixed, everything they wanted was gone. So they got like, I think they really, I forget what ride they really wanted, but they ended up getting like their first selection of the day, staying on property was Tower of Terror at like 1 p.m. And it's like, that's not good. <laughs> like, so who are these people getting the 7 a.m. slots of, or the 9 a.m. slots of anything? Like, you just have to be... So, like, quick, and you have to hope that the app is working smoothly, which it never is. So, just don't. Just don't do it. <laughs> um, so, Sound advice. 
So, the much speculated Mary Poppins attraction <laughs> at Epcot. Uh, someone <laughs> they said I was reading some tw- some tweets and some some guys like I love to see the executives squirm when some random person asks them about some random thing in the parks that they have no idea about. But <laughs> so somebody asked Chapek specifically about the Mary Poppins uh where like what what was like I know you had mentioned this before we started recording but where was this where did this go down? They had the annual shareholders meeting. Oh okay. Yeah. So somebody asked him specifically about the Mary Poppins and he said um it's in a holding pattern but they're planning on building it. So I love that. I love that they announced this two years ago, three years ago, and they never said what it w- was. And well, everyone immediately was like, it's going to be a stupid friggin' merry-go-round. Dumb. Yeah. It's going to be a Dumbo, um, which, you know, I would love if they did it like they did it, did it what it deserved, you know, yep. because Mary deserves something good down there. Just another instance of Chapek looking like it. Total fool. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and the, speaking of JPEG mm-hmm. looking like a total fool, um, we kind of wanted just to mention that there was a bit, a bit of news this week where, once again, JPEG unprompted stepped into a minefield that he clearly did not anticipate with the Florida don't say gay law. And it just is another example of poor decision-making on his part and a poor connection to what is reality. He was trying to take a non-political stance and ended up making it way worse than it had to be. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was not good. Yeah. It was not, not, and not good. And he had to backpedal and issue an apology that, I mean, ugh. Not not good, not good. Well, yes, yeah, I, yeah, I was I was listening to a podcast uh, specifically. Well, they touched. This was one of the things they touched on, and just Disney and uh, comparing Iger to Belichick, mm. and then the guy that replaces Belichick has you know a lot of work to do. Or Bill uh, Belichick uh, being the uh, Patriots, former, yeah, Patriots. Now he's still the coach. Oh, I thought he's that. still the coach. Yeah, oh, okay, the, but. Uh, this guy's in the know in the industry um, a journalist and he said that Chapek has basically been given a year which makes sense because they just had the annual shareholder meeting so they might have gave him the ultimatum to shape up or ship out yeah shape Shape up up. (laughs) yeah I knew someone was going to jump on that Um, there's been a lot of bad press I mean horrible yeah i think one of the most wild things and i don't want to like get too into this but i think Catherine, you were telling me I, I didn't even see this um is it true that he was like he basically said something akin to listen when we give the money to these uh oh, we don't these, know like, what we don't know what they're do. gonna do with it yeah, like, yeah which is like we don't know what we're supporting which is like, which is insane. Yep. Which is I, an insane stance. I hated the whole like we would work this out on the back end sort of thing. Like we're gonna give them the money, but we're gonna like talk sensibly to them, and like this is all gonna pan out okay because we're gonna, you know, like so just so nasty the way he handled it. It was just gross. It was just gross. It just seemed like like I'm like this is something. That you are a, a a ginormous corporation with one of the largest footprints imaginable, 
that like you didn't like like this was what you came up with it almost seems like they are sabotaging him to be like do I have a PR team who's going to help me with this? And they're like, no, just wing it. You're good. Who's <laughs> advising him? This is like Hudsucker proxy, except... If, if I had to psychoanalyze him, oh, I think he is so desperate to get under... From under the Iger... Shadow. Shadow. That his stance with a lot of these things is, I'm going to do the opposite. So whereas Iger <laughs> took stances and came out and publicly said things... I think he's like, well, we're just going to completely stay out of this and right. avoid these these controversies. So where Iger was very uh, successful and led the company to um, positive public uh, reception and financial stability, he's doing the opposite. <laughs> the, the only you can't that... argue with the right now. You can't argue with the financial performance yeah. for the last quarter. Right, 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 right. I, I agree with you with a but. And this is something that I was thinking, and I think we're going to talk about this in a little bit with the... There was a Washington Post Yeah, we can... We, let, let's open that into this, too. So, we can... there was a... I'll, I'll kind of introduce this, and then we can go from there. Um, there was a Washington Post article this past week, which basically delved a little bit into the financials of the parks, um, the way that the prices have become inflated relative to other things in the economy, and... It got me thinking about one thing, which is that Disney is a unique company in that public perception matters right. a lot more <laughs> than, say, your gas company. Yeah. You know, if if Exxon, and, and obviously Exxon had an oil spill, you're still going to buy gas. Yeah. But if you don't like Disney as a company, you're going to be less likely to go to movies, you're going to be less likely to go to parks. Public perception does matter to them more than... A utility company or a goods and services company thing like things like that but i'm going to kind of kick this to rob to talk about the article a little bit this article was fantastic oh, by yeah, the way yeah uh, yeah i was just looking at who actually wrote it. it it hannah simpson right uh samson or simpson she's a just, Shlami, Shamsoni. Yeah, yeah, yeah. samson hannah uh, samson yeah she's a it says she covers travel news um, so I didn't know where she was, if she was a business reporter or where, where she was coming uh, from. But, yeah, it, I mean, it, it pointed to a lot of the things I think we've been saying for the last year, mm -hmm. six months of just things <laughs> are insanely more expensive. Uh, and it, there was a great chart in the article or it, it pointed out the price increases for... Um, Pop Century and some of the other hotels. And was that touring plans that 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 did that? They yes. they, they leaned heavily on. Um, I guess they would have interviewed Len Testa, Correct. who is the head. Man, of, he's a whiz. I love him. Yeah, he's a smart guy. Yeah. Um, for anyone who's not familiar with touring plans, it's been around forever, and they're like logistics masters, and they've got their widgets of <laughs> of you know when to go to the parks and what's. But yeah, th these. Grass, I'm sorry, Rob, but I think that's from touring plans directly. It, it is, yeah. So they compared the cheapest room at Pop Century, and it was $95 in 2013. And this year, it's $168. So they're saying that's a 77% increase. Whereas, from 2013 to 2022. Correct. Whereas, it, you know, and inflation has gone up this year, but they said... Over that time period, the nine years, inflation's been 
So inflation went up 22%. The price of Pop Century went up 77%, yeah, more then, than 300%. And they compared uh, Port Orleans Riverside and Animal Kingdom Lodge, and they both, Riverside was 64%, and Animal Kingdom Lodge was 61%. Now, Catherine, you, upon looking at this, that metric specifically, shared with me your thoughts on why... Uh, on what you think is kind of an obvious conclusion to make from that of why Pop Century, um, more than a moderate, more than a deluxe, is being the prices are being raised, uh, and yeah. that is yeah. I think that they're trying to price out the the lowest, uh, the more the more budget conscious uh, demographic. They're they're trying to make it harder for them to vacation at Disney World because they're not spending the money that someone who could afford to stay at Animal Kingdom Lodge is spending um, at a, in a week's vacation. I mean, I think they've done this to the annual pass holders because I think they're kind of in the same demographic as, you know, these are the people that come all the time. They're happy to just buy a few drinks in Epcot and not buy any merch because they come all the time, which I think were that, that were those people. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think they're trying to price out the, the more budget friendly crowd. The other really interesting, uh, quote that I had from this again, from Len Testa was where he was talking about that. They're like, they're approaching. He was asking if there's that line where, Prices get um, to be too much where it becomes, uh, you know, a detriment where people stop going. Um, and he's like, they're going to continue raising them five to 10% every year until people stop going. And he said, the biggest danger is in the matter of public opinion and public perception. And the quote here, I'll just read the quote directly because I think it's great. He said, I think Disney's worst nightmare is if Walt Disney World isn't considered an aspirational destination for most Americans, but if it's instead viewed as something like Ibiza, something that rich people go to. I think that's such a good quote. I was going to bring that up if you didn't because <laughs> I love that because that's what I'm kind of hoping happens. Like, I think that's where the tipping point is. I mean, I mean, because something something's gotta give it's a very interesting thing to consider too if, if the scales were to tip that way because when you think of the when you picture in your head the demographic of someone who's going to go to Ibiza or someone's going to go to um what's the um like the united arab emirates um, oh, dubai. Dubai. Like dubai on vacation like you don't picture the same person even if they are you know, in the same middle to uh, in yeah. the same financial bracket and earnings, <laughs> like you do not picture the same person, and I just think that it's interesting. I think you you said an interesting thing though yesterday when I was talking to you, Matt, which was that it does change your calculus for vacationing already. That as you look at where am I going to go in twenty twenty two, twenty twenty three? Am I going to go to Disney World? Twice, or am I going to go to, you know, Europe? Am I going to go to Germany for a week or something like that? Because it's actually the same cost to travel internationally or, you know, down to Belize or Mexico or something like that. I think as the cost of Disney World rises, those options open up for your upper middle class travelers. And that's a danger, too, 
that if you cost yourself up with other options, people will choose other options mm-hmm. sometimes. Right. And that, that's a risk that they run as well. They, they um, on, on that exact uh, idea, in the article, they, they showed a tweet from a at Samantha Hansen underscore, in case you're listening. Uh, and she just said, why does it cost more to go to Disney World than Hawaii? Yeah. Like, and and not, she's not wrong. No, she's not, which is which is kind of bonkers to think about. Plus, I don't think they are getting the positive um, social media um, exposure that they used to. Because now I think with Genie Plus and things, people aren't having the greatest time. Uh, it said it multiple times in, in the article. I had to spend my entire vacation on my phone and worry about times and all this stuff. And yeah, you used to have to do that with fast passes and stuff, but usually you could just Set it put it right it. in your head yeah. like you do it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right? Um, so I, I think that is going to be where they. That's going to be the biggest effect with some of this stuff. And it might not be in a year, but in two, three, four years where you see these people not repeating. That, well, uh, that's going. what we, the four of us were together last night talking this over on, over some drinks. Um, and we said that, you know, we think that the demographic of people going to Disney right now are probably like not the like we come all the time, but more of like this is our first vacation in a long time. We want to give this a try. And those people aren't going to be sucked in like we were like 10 15 years ago and like, that's and disney was counting on that that was part of their growth of their growth of of their creating, strategy of, yeah. yeah of of creating an experience that keeps people coming back and right now like you said they've got i think what's going to be an unprecedented amount of one and done groups yes, yes. which yes. is you know which is dangerous for them like Things are good right now as far as, um, you know, as as far as park attendance and, and as far as revenue stream for the parks. But it's not we'll sustainable. See when, we'll see if it's sustainable. And I think that their biggest their their biggest M.O. right now has to be turning around public perception because Ooh. it's. It's, but I don't think it is, and that's where... Like, I don't think it is either. I, it no. sh- uh, so it should be, right, rather, right. because I think that they're approaching a situation that could potentially be dire, and then, over the long term, then it's going to hurt them in their in, And it's a problem that they won't know is dire until it is. That's kind of the, the issue with it, is you don't realize that that's a, a you know, yeah. a potentially profit-ending problem until it actually is. The other thing that um, I thought was an interesting thought that um, I had heard from somebody was it used to be that you would set up a lot of this stuff with that 60 days out. You would do your fast passes, you'd do your dining reservations, and then when you got to your trip, you were kind of living your experience. Whereas now, there is so much more that has to be done on the fly that the work is much more backloaded on the trip, and so it ends up really being a stress. And I think... Especially for first-time park goers or, or infrequent park goers, that level of stress on the trip is enough to push it over the top yeah, for these, what these people are taking a week off from work and now they feel like they're they're doing they're work. doing work yeah. yeah 
I also, I mean, I know, I know Rob doesn't agree with like the, uh, like the window being out so far and like, doesn't like, like having to plan like 60 days in advance fast passes. No, but now, now see, you, well, <laughs> you see the alternative now, like you'd Correct. rather do that than what it yeah, is now. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, you know, I, I didn't like the whole doing it, maybe 30 days would have been fine. Yeah. But like going to the parks now, you don't know what you're walking into. Right. Unless mm-hmm. you're there for rope drop and you're up the butt crack of dawn <laughs> and wait out front, you know, and you could run from attraction to attraction. Um, you knew each park day you were getting three decent. You had three waypoints that you were going to cross. Three right, right. decent attractions that made you look forward to that date. Now... Well, and right, and that's it, that's the that's the point I'm making is that like planning for your Disney vacation used to build in some like anticipation and excitement that you don't have anymore. That like that isn't like I'm thinking on our group of friends like that 60 day mark like we would legitimately have parties like we would get together <laughs> drink plan our fast passes like that was always so much fun is like up until like let's and you still get maybe a taste of that with dying reservations but even so like you can't even the, well, yeah you can't even like plan your dining reservations yeah. i don't think um like like uh, efficiently or effectively if you don't know what your day is going to be like. Right. Because, like, here yeah. you are making a 3 p.m. dining reservation for Brown Derby, but, oh, man, your Genie Plus for, you know, Rock and Roller Coaster, you were up at 7, but you didn't get it till 3 p.m. So, like, you have... You, there's no smart way to plan ahead or be strategic about these things. Yeah, I mean, things. thinking, giving you a hypothetical day, and actually it is a, it's not hypothetical, it's a day that I had... You want to do Rise of the Resistance, Ogus Cantina, and then have a dining reservation in the evening. That day is no longer tenable under the current process because you don't know what time you're going to get your individual lightning lane selection. Uh-huh. So you can't plan an Ogus Cantina reservation, and you really run a risk if you want to do even an evening dining reservation because what if... Your, your, your rise of the resistance. Isn't later. Yep. I mean, you could really find yourself out in the cold at that point. Yeah. I'm doubling back to what Rob said in the most like general sense of like, you don't know what you're going to get. I, I like that the current marketing spin is like, well, it allows you to be, uh, you know, spontaneous and have a level of freedom in your planning. And it was like, and maybe that was true in the days pre fast pass plus in the days pre-magic ban because at, at least then the the that was a level playing field for all people entering the park now with these different tiers of paid services and uh you know there's different levels of you know of what you can expect depending on what you're paying for the field is no longer level so like <laughs> you cannot market that as being like it's cool now because you can be spontaneous and like, you know, you well, leave some like level the, of... The other problem with that is it's, if you think of planning a Disney day as things you need to book in advance versus things you do that day, I think that would be fine if everything was either on one side or the other. And right now you are working with park reservations, 
you do have to book your park reservations in advance. So there you go. That's flexibility gone. You're going to a park on that day because you have reservations. Dining reservations, you have to book in advance. Already that time is locked in for that day. So if they want to say your day is flexible, then make dining reservations and park reservations something you can't do until all the day of. Or do it yeah. do it all day of if you want to yeah. do this or or move some of it back to the more strategic planning because right now it's it's you you can't make the argument that you can live this flexible day because you cannot do that anymore unless yeah. you expect not to get on rides. I mean that and that's okay. And that is what I expect right. going into a park now. I mean, you're probably listening to this thinking like, well, why the heck do you guys still go? Like, we're not huge ride riders. Um, like, you know, we like to do what we like to do. And it's a lot of drinking and walking around. But we, we would, when we had the three fast passes, we do those. Oh, yes. You know, and then, okay, you know, even if we were at Epcot, you go do your store and you do your Spaceship Earth, you do... Uh, Nemo and friends, and then you go hit World Showcase, right? Yeah. Like, so we got on rides, yeah. yeah now it's just but like how, it's not worth the aggravation. Yeah, and how, <laughs> how does I mean, this is I think this has just like been building and building and building because Rob was making the argument that this was when we or we had friends down there who you know they bought Genie Plus for their party for the entire time, and we were saying, well, wait a second, they used to give everybody. Everybody got three fast passes. Now, if you buy Genie Plus, you the chances of you getting on three, we'll even call mid-level attractions in one day, is probably not happening. So I'm not even talking about an e-ticket attraction, a number well, one. Well, rather, two. you can still stand by. Rather, no, getting no, like fast, fast passes. passes right getting there. a yeah. Genie Plus pass for three mid-level attractions, I'm not talking all e-tickets here, um, is slim to none. So how are they doing it that, like, you know, that you have these people buying the Genie Plus, it's not everybody in the park buying it. So you're telling me you can't even accommodate... Well, they told us it's it's it was half over Christmas before that. It was a third. Okay. Right? You're well, right. They told then us how, that. Then how but it used to be 100%. Yeah, it used to be 100% <laughs> right, right. of people had... So why... Had three fast passes at that park. Right. There's... I know. Like, I, it, I, doesn't, I, it doesn't make sense. It do, Make it make sense. It does not make yeah, sense. Yeah, I don't... I do not get that either. And it, is it... Well, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. And all of this against the backdrop of the stock being at a 52-week low, which is even more head scratching. I think it goes lower too. If you're if you're looking to if you're looking for when to buy. Oh jeez. Yeah, because you want to because of all the people you want to really turn to me for stock advice. No, thank you. (laughs) Just advice of any kind. No, thank you. So, on to our... Well, I guess it's not our last news story. No. We got it's a lot of second, news. Yeah, it's yeah. our second to last news story. Um, this came out of left field, sort of, kind of. Uh, Disney announced a bunch of changes coming to the Boardwalk uh, Resort. So, those include a new table service restaurant, bakery, enhancement to the lobby, the hotel's lobby, and refreshed guest rooms. So I didn't see this. When did they announce this? Thursday? Yes. Okay, so let's take each each of these things one at a time. So ESPN Club Zone. R.I.P. Club. Yeah, Club is not reopening. It's going to be 
uh, a new table service restaurant and bakery called the Bake the Cake Bake Shop, the Cake Bake Shop by Gwendolyn Rogers. Never heard of her. How are they not getting Buddy Velasco? Oh, my man, my cake boss is a Disney fan. Yeah, he, he is. made. Did you see the Disney princess cake he made for Sophia? his daughter Sophia? No. And he's got a series of restaurants. Is also, that, yeah. yeah, he does have the Cake Boss restaurants. Yeah. So it says this restaurant will offer both savory and dessert menus along with afternoon tea service in, so, in a whimsical atmosphere that complements the magic of the idyllic charm of Disney's boardwalk. Interesting. Afternoon so, tea. They went, which is like a British sentimentality. Yeah. And then like they're getting rid of the ESPN club, which is the most ultra American. <laughs> like, no, yeah. like, you want to do afternoon tea? They're like, this is not what I want. So I'm I looked pour up, it into Crescent Lake. I want to watch Stillers. I looked <laughs> up uh, this this woman. She has two restaurants in the Indianapolis area. Okay. Um, and I watched quite a bit of Food Network. And I've never seen this. Well, not that she had Gwendolyn, Gwendolyn Rogers. Okay. Um, the menu hmm, doesn't look like anything. I don't know if it's going to be similar, but it's just basic salads, I sandwiches. Would, I would quiche. assume it's going to be pretty small. Really? Like, I'm, That's I'm, a huge space. Yeah. I know, but that doesn't mean they're going to use that all for that. Right. So with that, there's going to be a new sandwich shop. The, the the bakery is going to become a new sandwich shop, and the ice cream store will remain. Oh, that's surprising. So the Boardwalk Bakery is going away. I, I thought this was the most confusing article. It is. Yeah, I'm reading it. And then, it's, and then yeah, it says, um, just off the lobby, a new coffee bar with artisanal beverages and quick bites will be available to go. Or in newly refreshed seating spaces, in, inside or outdoors. Just oh, thinking, boy. like where, Is this like the Bellevue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. Oh. Oh my god. So you guys complained about having to go to the bakery to get coffee, and this is what they I decided. didn't give me pods in the room, <laughs> but give me enough pods. And then in they the room. then they get rid of Bellevue, which is the one of the most beloved Story. places on, on this podcast. That's the speculation. Um, but, but what else could it be? I mean, they're not. I mean, that there's well, that know, like little. If you're thinking of right off the lobby if you go the other side there's like that tiny little gift shop and i guess they could like dundee exp- sundries is that what that's and, called and dundee that's, sundries but that's, that's not nearly big enough them to the dundees. <laughs> and, that's, <laughs> and that's dvc right so, that's the dvc side i will say there is real estate under the steps at the bellevue Edge. that yeah. is like a payphone like they could make that yeah. at least a coffee counter. Yeah, there's literally a payphone and like the elevator. Uh, I don't know why they can't just do coffee in the morning at the Bellevue. It doesn't have to be a bar right. in the morning. I know. And they yep. had, well, the sign was that they do coffee. Right. right now. Oh Sad. man, that would be yeah. That would be some real bad news. You know, that's, and it, the weirdest thing about that bar level news yeah. right oh. there <laughs> is them specifying that the ice cream place is staying the same because. It, since they opened that, it's thoroughly felt like a stopgap solution to me. That like, oh, something else is going in there. Like once they oh. figure out what they're doing with that space, it, it seems weird that that's. I wish they would step that up just a little bit. I don't need bell. I don't need like a lot of bells and whistles with my ice cream, but I feel like that is the most basic. <laughs> yeah. Like just like vanilla and chocolate. Like, can you do like a flavor of the month or something? Like that's that's all I ask for. It's just like something a little different. No, just put a cold stone in there. If you put oh a cold, my god, you literally I would love just that. I love you're right. I love literally cold just stone. put a 
how much is it, how much is it going to cost you to get it? Like, I'm sure you that you'd probably break even. Cold Stone would be so happy to have a. Uh, they pay Disney to put it in there. They pay you. Just Maybe put a cold if Stone there. Straw does well in in Disney Springs. They'll put like a small little location there. That'd be nice because that's so good. I'm still pro Cold Stone. Oh, me, too. <laughs> me too, man. I, you don't have to twist my arm. I love Cold gotta Stone. <laughs> I gotta have it. Oh man. Well, that's a lot of. Yeah. Boardwalk construction in our future, but thank the Lord because those rooms, I don't know how Especially many Especially that lobby. Oh, I feel like that it lobby. It is dingy. It's, it's walked it's through. So, it's so poorly laid out. They have that giant carousel that it's, it's I don't know. I get anxiety. Oh, yeah. I don't, I, I think that, yeah, there's that. When you first walk in, there's that giant roundabout carousel with the seating, which is like not really conducive. For seating, it's, it's just, terribly uncomfortable. It's a yeah, it's it, it doesn't make sense. And then breaking out to where the like the um, check in and the concierge is, there's that whole area where like is no man's land. Like there's a bunch of like <laughs> weird couches that don't look like they're actually for like sitting, and it's like just that weird area. There's so much real estate that like it, it doesn't. You're right. It's it's a very strange layout. It it needs some work. That's what they're doing. Good. But, like, make it good. <laughs> the, room, the rooms certainly need it. The rooms are, yeah. are ridden hard yeah. and put away what They are <laughs> gross. Love, love that phrase. Oh. And then, lastly, um, Star Cruise are open. Mm. Oh, so, sick. Yeah. We, we kind of... I think all of us... <laughs> wait, 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 wait. All of us have... In some form or another, watched or seen one of the uh, reviews of Galactic Star Cruiser, and I think our consensus here is that we have not experienced it directly, um, so we don't want to do any kind of a review on the Galactic Star Cruiser, but this is a Disney news podcast, and from a news standpoint, there are some interesting newsy aspects about the Galactic Star Cruiser that are worth mentioning. So kind of taking the the approach that we're not going to necessarily judge on what we've seen we do feel like it's important to share some thoughts with you about the opening of the star cruiser does that seem like a fair assessment there it seems like something you say before you judge the hell out of it openly yeah you know uh it just gives you a cover right yeah (laughs) go ahead hit hit us with the hit us with the newsy uh, points let's ask a what was the most surprising element? It could be anything. It could be the production value. It could be the rooms. It could be I'll tell you, food. What What surprised me was hearing how much they kept people moving throughout their day. Yes. Um, it, I got the sense from the folks that I had watched do this that there was not there was no downtime for at all. Let alone you know time to just sit around and relax and chill out that they really kept people moving from thing to thing to thing you don't nap in space bro in space yeah. no one can hear you snore yeah I, yes. I, I mean for some people it, it it's probably a positive the the role-playing acting that, that you're Ooh. actually in Ooh. in it for me it's <laughs> a, it's gonna be a no dog but um <laughs> that i i was I was really shocked by the level of involvement people did have. And, and I'll, I'll use air quotes for involvement of, you know, uh, that, yeah, yeah. If there was any doubt of wanting to do this, that firmly cemented my uh, 
desire not to do it. You're talking to somebody who does not enjoy interacting with the character for like <laughs> the three minutes that you're talking to the genie in costume or whatever. So this is And he doesn't talk back. And he doesn't talk back, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, you really got your You really saved Aladdin. How about that? Um uh, to kind of piggyback off of what Scott said about like being busy, I also felt like it was really crowded. Yes. Yes. Like like I was expecting when you hear boutique hotel, I'm thinking and Disney's version of a boutique hotel is certainly not the same as the rest of the world. I'm thinking like, you know, there'll be you'll get to know most of the people there. I'm thinking that like it's not gonna be like hundreds of people there. Oh, it was hundreds of people there. And like I don't want to interact with the other people there like that are like staying there. I got enough friends. No, I don't need but, to make space I, friends. But like that is the impression <laughs> I got that they're calling it a boutique hotel. So I'm thinking when there is something big happening in the atrium that you aren't standing um body to body. And you are. You are standing body to body. And you don't it, get the um you don't get the um idea that that is just for the um media press events. and media well, or well here's that, the but thing like what is it well is that going to be well, what you know, the crowds I, were I, like moving forward i thought about that but they they didn't have more people than they had rooms at the media right, event true. all those yeah. people had rooms so maybe that there were four people to every room and maybe in a typical one there might only be two people to the room but like even still it felt like a lot of people like, it, it just felt like a lot of people. I also feel like, like, I'm like, I'm a completionist with stuff like that. That, like, I, it would make me feel major FOMO seeing that there are, like, these missions that, like, oh, well, I didn't even, like, do this thing because that wasn't part of my plan. And that was, like... <laughs> Awesome. Like, I would be really conscious and probably hyper-focused upon, like, trying to get the best experience, which would involve, like, okay, should I pick, um, you know, uh, Resistance? Should I pick First Order? Should I pick, what is it, Rebel or Scoundrel? Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, what path has, like, the best itinerary? Like, it just seemed like there were so many, like, it was, like, choose your own adventure, I do not like a choose your own adventure. That is not for me. Yeah, but I, then you. But then when you go back, no. Then when you go back, you could pick another path. So See, for another six thousand dollars, you could be a scoundrel. <laughs> I'm already a scoundrel. You little scoundrel. I'm already. It, a, it just seems stressful to me. That that's agreed, the agreed. sense that yeah, I got. A hundred percent. It does seem stressful, and um, you know. The reviews we saw, like, depending on what you choose, like, you may have a different itinerary than, say, your spouse. <laughs> and if you want to go to bridge training, but only you're signed up for, I would hate that. I would absolutely hate not at least being with my party. If I was paying that much, I'd be like, yeah, my friends are all going to do this. Like, and they cannot accommodate more than they... <laughs> more more than they have for those particular activities in this storyline your spouse leaves you for a bounty hunter and abandons your family 
and you guys have to like do menial work on the spaceship <laughs> while she's bouncing all over the galaxy with a roguish handsome. Wait, I can't wait for the first lawsuit that someone's marriage was broken up because Disney separated <laughs> them on the bridge. Oh my yep. gosh. <laughs> I, I also, I have a tin uh, tinfoil hat theory oh, that I'd like, I always to, like these. I'd like to share. Um, and it was truly one of my first thoughts watching the videos and watching the reviews and it talks to the level of crowds i i really felt disney could not have had a mass mandate and make this work i'm, I'm just Correct. saying they lifted it because they knew this was opening that's my tinfoil hat theory that that they had they had a plan saying we have to do it by march 1st <laughs> Because we cannot make this a success if everybody wears masks. Because there is, you know, your your body to body, and there are characters that I don't think would be able to be masked in the situation. Which leads me to my second, <laughs> maybe not theory, but uh, question: Is you are face to face with a lot of characters in this world, and you're telling me that Chewbacca can hug people while they're at dinner, but kids can't hug Mickey, not in front oh, of wait, them. Oh, didn't, wait, didn't they just announce that, too? That that's no, that's, specula yeah. that's, that's speculation right now. Okay. There is no date, and, yeah. but they're saying that they're going to have to lift, like, make the character meet and greets normal again, which I hope they do, because... It makes no sense if you pay if you pay you know four thousand dollars you can hug a character but a kid in the Magic Kingdom who's there for the first time can't hug Mickey like I it, think that's exactly what DeSantis was saying in his press coverage that he was like I want these masks on because I just want to hug Chewbacca <laughs> that was his biggest thing yeah well he can he's got he if he's got I'm sure money, he's got four thousand dollars yeah he can go, if he get can on the go. yeah it um, I I just think that. The, like that this is almost forcing their hand at making these other steps in the park because like I I think eventually well, zero I mean it, it's it's hypocritical it's ridiculous however you want to define it of allowing rich people to do that <laughs> right right and then you, you don't allow I mean it's indoors it's in confined area. You could easily do you're outdoor. Yeah, you're and okay, maybe face characters, maybe you're on it and else is but Mickey and, and Minnie and Goofy and all them, come on. And right? what and what's the difference of that and bringing back traditional character dining? Right, right. Because I brought this up. We have a friend who is a uh, cast member who is notoriously the most positive <laughs> sunshine light of a person I ever met, almost to a fault. That he likes everything. And I was talking to him about this, and he was like, well, Catherine, the number of people hugging Chewbacca in the Galactic Star Cruiser does not equal the number of children hugging Mickey Mouse on Main Street. He said, but, you know, we can't Febreze Mickey. Come on, let's go. Spray him down. I guess the only question that you have to ask, though, is what what is Mickey's acceptable <laughs> level of you know, safety going forward. Is it 
zero COVID risk forever? Or yeah. is yeah, it... Yeah, they could easily wear an N95 under, mask under there. Yeah. And nobody would know the difference. Yeah, if, like, if we're talking... And if we're also talking about, like... Um, transmission rates through surfaces. Right. And we're talking about the surface of, by the way, that's not actually Mickey. That's a suit that he's wearing. What? So we're talking about, oh God, sorry, Scott. <laughs> we're talking about the transmission rate of, of, of whatever stuff on that suit. Is it any different than the, like the surface of, let's say the, the, shoulder restraints on mine train <laughs> yeah. and they're not sanitizing those and they're not the wiping those down after every ride so like what is the real difference if you're i mean that's a pretty good comparison of like touch points yeah. if you're not concerned about wiping down the shoulder restraints on mine train <laughs> then you're you probably shouldn't care about kids hugging mickey I have the dumbest question, and this is something that, like, I've never actually analyzed. Can't wait. Chewbacca. I, I had this conversation with Matt. Are those, are those the friend of Chewbacca's eyes, or are those costume eyes? Because one would say Chewbacca's more of a face character than Mickey is, right? I think those are just... Gonna need to look at that, that picture. <laughs> I got a real. It almost seems like they are the friends' eyes coming. The friends. Well, I mean, how else are they seeing? Well, I mean, Mickey sees through the mouth. So it's the equivalent of oh, yeah, Dwight putting on the uh, the face. Yeah, yeah, the, yes, yeah. It's like, only like his, his eyes are actually exposed. So like. No, I think that that's those part are, of the I costume. think those. No, I think those are human eyes. I do too. Yeah. So those are human eyes. <laughs> real those eyes. Are not, Realize, realize, realize. Real no, those aren't Wookiee eyes. <laughs> those aren't Wookiee. I really. This is the most strange podcast we've. This had is in also a very really great for a uh, a podcast where we are just zooming in a picture on Catherine's phone and <laughs> just trying pull to determine up a picture online, and you can play along at home. Yeah, just Google did, Chewbacca Disney World. I did. I had this whole argument with Matt, like, and I'm saying argument, and Matt was just sitting there, like, glazed look over his eyes, wasn't speaking back to me. It was but, heated, but he was like, "Well, Chewbacca." is not a face character and I was like I think he is and I also think the mouth would match up so that like if Chewbacca is moving his mouth like that's not how Mickey works like Mickey's not moving his mouth so like I would say Chewbacca is at a higher risk of exposure <laughs> than Mickey yeah but what about all the uh, take the take Chewbacca out of it they're interacting <laughs> with all of those Aliens who faces are faces. Like, forget about the Gilgamesh. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I just, I, I think, like, this is, uh, I, I, it's, it makes me so mad. Like, just the way that they're doing the character meet and greets now is so awkward, so janky, and, like, I think that, like, you understand that even if you haven't been to Disney World. Like, my mom was like, I saw pictures of, like, like our friend's son, like waving at Mickey, and it just looks so weird. It looks sad. It, it does feels look sad. See, it's, sad. It's, it's isolating. Yeah, and it's strange. so yeah. isolating. And it, it's it's weird for like the interaction when we were at Epcot last week. We saw Aurora, and we were with our friend's son, mm-hmm. and um, like it's like the weirdest. Like you can't interact with a crowd. It's just so janky. It's a similar vibe to those very um, 
like post-apocalyptic um, marketing videos that they released when they op- reopened the parks where it was like just seemed like the end of the world and they were just like see it's cool again that's <laughs> yeah. what it feels like and it's like you can interact with Jasmine but she's behind a chain link fence mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> anyway let's get back to the Galactic Star Cruiser um, any other any other thoughts I was, or- I was surprised at uh, how cheap things looked so i as in not like uh, um low quality yeah the take the dining room um Mm -hmm. it looked like any run of them it could be in any it could be in tomorrowland yeah um it could be cosmic it could be cosmic rays just it's like space denny's um the the (laughs) and this is in my own own opinion i i i i watched about Rob watched every single piece of media on this that <laughs> yes. you could imagine. But, that checks out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, somebody pointed out the the singer Gaia. Gaia, the, right? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. They're like she's singing, and there's it, it was like a High School Musical. Like there's no light on her or anything, and like people are just, <laughs> people are sitting there on their phones. Like not, it just seems so. God, and, no respect and that's for and that's no reflection on her and right now she's doing a, a job and you know but it, it, all of this is should be said it's <laughs> not a reflection. I don't come to your work and, and <laughs> criticize your logistics, Rob. Yeah. No, but I mean it, it's they're doing they're doing but some of this like the whole if if anybody followed this the whole. <laughs> Lightsaber with Ray, oh, <laughs> raising it so... for five seconds and then dropping it for another one. Mm. And I understand that, but like, and and apparently there's a misdirection in the room. Yes. So so that was not. I think Disney was the... like nobody's going to be watching her. And uh, everyone, <laughs> well, yeah, Twitter so, was. Um, <laughs> Twitter was watching. To, they couldn't. <laughs> it's right there. Oh, I didn't. I. Didn't feel like I I did that, but I did. Um, so I I was the rooms didn't look impressive. They look very small. I mean, like yes. the like the. I think they're supposed to. I think that is part of the theming of this. Is <laughs> yeah. that they're, it's supposed to be. Supposed to I be mean, cheap. from from that standpoint, I can't necessarily complain because the whole idea is that you're on this starship spacecraft. Spacecraft. It's supposed to be small. It's supposed yeah. to be intimate yeah it's boutique <laughs> boutique yeah um is there anything i i mean i get criticized a bunch of different things um the the what is it bridge training where you're shooting the playing the video game yes oh but, that gave me major when you're waiting in line at space mountain vibes yeah, you know yes. that game where you like pick the little like guide like the little connect set and you move it to the other side that has the magic connect set oh yeah the quote-unquote game that looks like a windows 95 screen i saver. called it uh star fox 64 don't even cringe was <laughs> don't even sully star fox 64 <laughs> because that game rules it also came out 20 years ago yeah but it's timeless <laughs> way more longer than 20 years ago to a barrel roll. <laughs> What was yours? The Sorry. thing that made me cringe most was the lightsaber training. Oh, that was, it was so bad. It was this weird amalgamation between, like, this is a philosophy class, and also, you know, you're going to change your life today. It felt like a weird self-help seminar. Hi, I'm Space Tony Robbins. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
You'll leave here feeling stronger and more confident than you ever have before. Wait. Also, shields are not a thing in the Shields Star are Wars. not a thing, ever, Wait. in Star Wars. I think we buried the lead here that we didn't point out yet. All of these things were supposed to be at Galaxy's Edge. Oh, yes. Right? Yeah, oh, yeah. The that's, I mean, that's the that's, grossest that's, thing about it. That's the grossest it, thing. Is that yes. when, yeah, right, when they, had, when they had described Galaxy's Edge at the unveiling at D23 Expo. You guys are going to love this future podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, they basically highlighted all of these interactive elements and the, the big thing that was ultimately scrapped, and we've talked about this on past episodes, about like, wait, where was this? That, like, the, the, the actions that you take throughout your day, not just, not just in your, uh, the rides, but, like, the, the interactions that you have with the cast members and the people, the denizens of this world, will, you know, impact your, if you come back. They'll remember the actions that you took, and it'll be different when you come back. It'll be fully interactive, and it's like, that, none of that happened. So now they're just like, they're like, hey, remember that like we said we were going to do that, but then we went, went way over budget. So like, we're just going to like pull that into this boutique hotel and charge you $6,000 to do that. But like over three days, two days, two days. Yes. Two days. I mean, there was supposed to be a dinner show. Mm. Right. That, that clearly went to. Forgot about the dinner show. Yeah. You were Forgot supposed to be tiger. able to choose your allegiance. And make your decisions in Galaxy's Edge based on the allegiance you chose. Yes. Yeah, but which guys, have you rogue. tried the app, the, the Play Disney app? Okay. I did. Uh, yeah, Matt's been burned by this. He's still got 20,000 credits. I'm sitting on, I'm sitting on 28,000 credits. credits and, you know, they're doing nil. The interest rate is not good. <laughs> no, I barely, I've barely accrued any. <laughs> the other thing I... Um, and this kind of goes back to a criticism we had in an earlier segment. Man, we're being really negative, but... Um, <laughs> oh, but like in a fun way. <laughs> <laughs> um, is, and maybe it was because it was a media preview, and I really haven't watched much since. It made me so sick that everybody was on their phones the entire time. Like, it was so gross. Like, everyone was looking at their phones. And it's like... Why would you pay that much? Like, so so maybe I just need to see footage from just like a regular one that people are paying for because it did seem, but it seemed necessary to get your assignments, you know, know where to go, know what time to be here, like that you're always on your data pad. Like, I just... I would it, like well, to think... you a, a data pad. Yeah. I'd like to think that a lot phone. of that was the press piece of it that like... They were likely taking notes. They were probably like on the fly editing video and stuff. Like they had to be, that wasn't like, they, the people that were there were not there to soak everything in and like be in the moment. They were, they were there, there so Rob could watch it and hate it. Yeah, <laughs> but they were there to absorb that information and, and then disseminate said information for their products. Like, so like. Maybe, like you said, like maybe that's not a fair thing, but it still is disheartening to like see a quote unquote like fully interactive experience and then everyone's just like totally disassociating. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I kind of feel like I would be more annoyed by people being super into it. Oh. <laughs> there, there were people that created entire backstories. Did you see the one created a website 
they were used pod racer dealer or something and created a, an entire website. So like a Watto type? Mm-hmm. Watto Scarato? Yeah, I don't know. I, you know I don't screw with the, the prequels. Uh, Catherine has not and will not watch the prequels and I love it. Um, I Did you see the ones that their story was they got engaged? <laughs> but they didn't actually get engaged. It, oh, that's uh, even more sad. <laughs> yeah, it was just part of their character's story that they were getting engaged on. That their- that's like, like, it's like a guy and a girl that have been together for a while. And the guy was like, okay, so I'm going to take us to Star Wars. We got to like develop our backstory. And she's like, I've got this idea. <laughs> we're like, what if we, and again, this is just hypothetical, like for our story, you proposed to me. And he was like, I don't know oh, about no. that. See, I'm thinking it's the other way around. It's it's a, a woman who goes and the guy has like loved her forever and this is his way of being like, I'm gonna get closer to her by being married for a week. And she's like not into it. And she's like I not into it, but she's like, movie. Yeah, it, she yeah, doesn't whatever. We'll be that for the couple days. Now I, guess. I know that we've had conversations where you have explained that you think that the constitutes of, of marriage are just like BS and like we're already technically married, but what if in like space for our story? Honey, the robot can see us in our room. Obviously we have to do this. <laughs> yeah, that's I mean, geez, that I mean that's worth the price of admission. <laughs> yeah. So any other thoughts on Galaxy's Edge? I mean, I guess worse than we expected, right? Uh, I still stand by that this, in its current iteration, will not be able to sustain itself. Okay. Lots of not being able to sustain itself is the the common thread of this podcast. Yeah. That's a, unfortunately, it's true. Yeah, it is. We'll but, check back in a couple of years with this one and see how we did. Man, let's hope we're right. The, the, the real gross thing for me internally is um, it's... It snowed really bad yesterday here in Pennsylvania. And uh, I mean, not really bad, but we got a decent amount of snow and it's cold. It's below 20 degrees or it was this morning. And uh, <laughs> I'm still like, yeah, I go to the parks today. Like after crapping on it, like an hour and a half, I'm like, I'm the problem. Yeah. I'm adding to this. I'm like, vote with your wallet, guys. I'm going to go to Typhoon Lagoon. It was dope. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm the worst. We are the worst. Um, Anyway, um, any more news, Rob? That's that's it for the news? All right, so our main topic today is actually like uh, an extension of the news, too, is the Flower and Garden Festival started at Epcot. We should just touch on that real quick because we kind of, we went pretty Yeah, it's fine. We're going to just talk about... You know, what we're, Matt and I were were there last weekend that we tried a few things. We'll talk about what we liked, but Scott and Rob, do you guys want to talk about like what you're most looking for? What are your, what are your must do, must do's of the Epcot Flower and Garden Festival? I, there's a couple things that I saw that I really liked. Um, having had it before that corned beef brisket hash always sounds good to me nowadays Where is that's that? a sunshine griddle oh okay speak yeah i mean for me it's it's always the shrimp and grits mm. um and that's at the same stand so and and there's a lot that sounds good at magnolia terrace it looks like they have a lot of different yeah. seafood it's more like, options um, like New Orleans style. Yeah. Theme. The uh I saw someone get the seafood boil. No one in our party. But um it yeah, looked you were sucking the head off that crawfish. They are giving you like 
like it is messy. Oh yeah. Oh, it's messy. I've never had crawfish. Have Have you guys? I did. Was it down in Was it in New Orleans? It was in Houston. Okay, it's close enough. I feel like you have. I mean, like you have to be. Yeah, you got like, the giant plate of them, and it was just you could dive in. And yeah, if I'm gonna eat something like that, I want to be at a place where there's like Hosses, like the the, the, the thin cardboard uh, 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 tablecloth. You know what I'm talking about? The thin cardboard line. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, sorry, like a seafood place where they cover yeah. like the like construction paper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. What, well, what did you guys enjoy? Since Catherine there. Um, my hands down absolute favorite thing was at the booth um, outside of Mexico, which was Yardine de Fiesta. The Yardine de Jardin de Fiestas. Oh, yeah. We did this last year. And Jordan. Oh Jordan? my gosh, it is so good. It's the taco, which is the let me. Um, it's the taco vampiro, which is barbacoa beef and a corn tortilla with crispy grilled Monterey Jack cheese, salsa ranchera, and esquites. Um, that was like, have you seen the taco birria, where it's like the real marinated steak and almost like a mm. cheese shell? That's what it is. And it is so good. Yeah. And it has... Nice crispy shell, but not yes. like... But and I'm not a tor- like- t- corn tortilla gal either. I loved it. That was one that I went back and got twice. And yeah. then it comes with like a little side of like almost like the street corn, mm. like on the side though. That and that's have- the spicy part. Like that, I thought that the the street corn with the uh, w- whatever spices they have on top of that was more spicy than the actual like taco itself, which yeah. I guess vampire taco did we determine that it was just like garlic because it's not like overwhelmingly no garlic-y. i don't i don't think it's too spite is I, it because it's got blood there's this human blood in it <laughs> oh no yeah um that was that Surprise was cannibalism. by yeah. far my favorite i also really enjoyed um drinks wise there was a flight at uh at the pineapple promenade. Oh yeah, that was good. Really enjoyed. It had a really good IPA in it that was a um it was like a it was based on a the hazy pebbles fruity hazy milkshake. Ooh. Hazy pebbles fruit hazy milkshake IPA. Yeah. It was really good. And the then, the Hefeweizen was uh was a pass for me, but um I loved that the one that you just said. There was a, a guava wheat ale, um, which was good, or or, man- or mango, pineapple, and guava wheat ale, which was which was pretty good. And then I'll just um, say I did. There are two things that I was very much looking forward to that I got and I didn't like, so I will mention those two. I got the poppy flower margarita at Hardin de Fiestas. That was gross. It was so gross, huh. and it was expensive for how gross it was. Um, and then there was another there was another margarita called the hypnotic margarita. And I was like, eh, that doesn't sound as good. Oh my gosh, that one was so good. Our friend got it and we tried it and it's more like a it's almost like a like a prosecco type drink. Oh. Like it's very light. It tasted like a it it, it like tasted and looks like a skinny margarita where it's not like uh yeah. like made with what do they do? Like club soda or something, like whatever they do for that where 
Yeah, it was it was just no it was no good. Um, the one that I got, the poppy flower. And then I also was very, very much looking forward to the um, key lime hibiscus ale at the citrus blossom because I love anything hibiscus flavored. It was way, way too lime forward. Mm-hmm. Like it was it was basically Yeah. I, I just did not I just did not enjoy that. I'm I not a huge fan of that either. Yeah, it was it was not good, but Magic. I'll only I'll only highlight one thing that was my my favorite thing that I got, and I don't know. This is at La Isla Fresca, which is in between uh, Morocco and Japan, France. Oh right, in between Morocco and France. Yeah, I mean it's basically in France. Uh, well, no, it's it's right in between. It's where the uh, it's where yeah, the it's whole not, uh, they, they know where it is. Where Brazil usually is. Yeah, um, I got the uh, there's three um, there's three options for arepas, and I got the one with uh, that's topped with chorizo. Damn, this was so good. I don't think I've ever had arepas before. I don't know what an arepa is. It's basically like a a small like I guess it's a corn based patty, and it's oh. like it's not like. It's not um, soft like cornbread. It's like a they have like a it's little, like a thick cracker, <laughs> uh, a little thicker than a cracker. In between, maybe like a maybe like a quarter of an inch to a half an inch thick, and it's like it's a it's not like uh, it's a little like pita bread, like hard pita bread, like harder pita bread, but it's flavorful. And then um, then they put the chorizo, a pretty like good portion for what you pay for of the chorizo which was delicious i got this two or three times wow yeah, wow yeah that was that was definitely not here i also got there is a like a street corn i was really on a corn kick <laughs> um but they're over at trowel and trellis i believe mm-hmm. it is um and that is warning the messiest thing it is just a it is just corn on the cob with so many spices on it. I had it all over my face. It was the first thing I ate. I had it in my teeth all day. I was so mad. And that was a learning experience um, for us uh, having been together for a long time. We're like, we're like, you, you know, you, you stay with some fruit a long time, and you're still learning new things. Where you figured out that I thought that corn on the cob is not a shareable. <laughs> and you're like, why? It's it's fun. I'm like, I wouldn't eat share corn on the cob with anyone, just like I wouldn't share a toothbrush with you. Like, yes, I understand that. We've been together for 20 years, but no, we're I not. I think you're wrong about that, but. I what, agree. that sharing corn on the cob is acceptable? Yeah. I would definitely. We'll, we'll leave if, it up to that. If you <laughs> offered me a, a bite of corn on the cob, I would 100% take it. I would love to. I would. I, I would, mean, I'm not asking. I'm not, if you try to baby bird it, yeah, no, but. No, I just mean like, I mean like, yeah, a part that she did not touch yeah, on what the corn on the cob. Yeah, what if the it other was side. like the other side? I just, I don't know why. And I'm not like, I I would actually love to see a a poll of like a thousand people that was like, would you share, uh, would you share corn on the cob with your partner? I feel like the overwhelming amount of people would say yes, but. Maybe we'll put that in an Instagram poll. (laughs) We should. I'm I'm into this. Okay. Yeah. Post that, post the picture of it. Okay. Would you share No context. Would you share this with someone, including your spouse or significant other? Yeah, I, think I think it, it should, has to be. I think it should yeah, be phrased. Yeah, because it can't be friends. Is no. corn on the cob a shareable <laughs> food? That's the question. Oh, see, I think you're not going to like the results you get. I think it skews more on your side to say, would you share corn on the cob with your spouse? Oh my gosh. Anyway, um, so any other highlights? Was there any other <laughs> drinks that you guys wanted to talk about or anything? 
I don't think so. No, no they weren't there. No, I mean, yeah, but like looking at them. <laughs> there was a there uh, was a grapefruit tart, and I'm trying to remember for the life of me if I had that previously. Um, but but I guess I'll have to try it again if I did have it <laughs> previously because. Um, I enjoy grapefruit flavored things. That's so. like the Kanye get the. I guess we'll never know. Yeah. <laughs> um, I realize that I do the same thing at every um, every festival. Oh, I was about to give you major props. Oh, but no, but the, but if I return, I'm going to do the same thing. What I do is I will stop by and and once I find like three, I, two or three items that I like. That's it. Like, I'm not trying anything else because I'm like, I got two or three short shots. Like, if I go to that festival seven times, I'm getting those same things. Here's a question for you. Would you trust a member of this podcast, a random member of this podcast, to pick four items for you in a day? Absolutely. Yeah, I think you would. Would you put your money where your mouth is? Of course. What, there's nothing on the menu. It's not like it's like fear factor. Like you're not like there's nothing on the menu. I mean, like it's not be. like fried cockroaches. Like, yes, I would eat anything on this. And I assume that you're not going to purposely pick things like you. I think everyone on this podcast knows to an I extent. I don't think I would. Everyone's I, taste. I am a very picky eater. Like, and I will say something that maybe is not a popular opinion. Flower and Garden has always been my favorite. For some reason, this menu this year just did not do it for me. Like, I thought Festival of the Arts had more stuff that I was like, I have to try that. Which is weird because it's so much smaller. Yeah. I but I I just did not feel Flower and Garden. Like, the like I remember, like, it was two or three years ago. They had this Tropicana beer that Rob and I really like. And we were like, this is the best menu we've ever seen ever. And it was the year the lobster tails were a fir- first introduce and it's like oh my gosh it's gonna be so good and i just um since that year i was always like oh i love flower and garden but it's not the food and drink on this round just did not hit me as hard as it usually does and and i enjoyed everything maybe what we should do is to put up a reddit poll of 10 items and have people decide Matt's menu for a day (laughs) 10 corn on the causeway has to share with Catherine. (laughs) Just one half of a corn on the cob that's already been eat, half eaten from, from your partner. Mm. Yeah, that's good. Anyway, yeah. All right. Well, any uh, last calls? No. Me neither. We took you on a journey today. I know. This was, a deranged, this, this was a deranged podcast. <laughs> and we I appreciate you. Yeah, this was fun. All right, guys. Cheers. 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 Oh, we have like, we have actual glasses. Oh, yeah. Look at us. Ding. Thank you for listening to WDW Happy Hour. Please like us on Facebook and feel free to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. If you enjoy the podcast, we encourage you to share by telling your friends and also writing a nice review on iTunes. Cheers.